This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and Bell podcast. I'm joined as normal by Bez. How are you doing, Bez? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, playoff predictions went went all right, I think. I got Luton Carlisle right. But I can't, can't remember who I went with. Yeah, well, you went Chef Wednesday, I went Barnsley, so I'll give you that one. And did but, I go Luton? I think you, I went. Yeah, you went Luton and Stockport. Oh, so. Not bad. Chris, also you let me down then, didn't you? He did, and as Meatloaf said, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, can't crumble with that. No, get the dad jokes in early for you. Yeah, yeah. Leave the dad jokes to me. Yeah, I will do. Don't worry. I'll, I'll leave it to the one that isn't parent. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. But yeah, uh, we're back with special three um, of now six. It was five. Um, and it's current player. And now we've got him for another two years. Ben Garrity. How are you doing, Ben? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, Let's get it right, Johnny. We've got the best on earth. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit just because just you want to boast about the fact that you were, you were in Hartlepool pissed up making the song not making the song but recorded singing it in the pub and then it went viral yeah you were the fat bloke in the pub I was the fat bloke in the pub yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go on then Johnny let's kick in see let's what we've in. got we have First question, first few questions, Ben and Normal, just getting to know you a little bit. So, key first question, red or blue growing up? Oh, red. Couldn't be anything else, really. Be, be tough with um, being a blue, I think. Yeah, fair enough. And favourite player growing up? Not Gerrard's all day. No, no question about it. Not our choice when you're a red there, is it? No, 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 especially me being a midfielder as well. I don't, if I was a defender, I don't know whether I'd say Carragher or not. But I think most people who's a red to say Gerard won't be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Um, this this is a favourite of ours. Um, a rational dislike. So a player growing up that you, that everyone rated and you just didn't see. And I'll give you a Liverpool player that I thought this, and it was John Arnarisa. Everyone yeah. seemed to love him, and I just didn't see it other than the fact that he could smash the ball at 400 mile an hour. But <laughs> I had a little think of this the other day. I'm just remembering because I obviously listened to Conor Alls and um, oh, I'm pretty sure Ashley Young, when he was at United, I just hated him when, it, when I used to watch him play. You just used to do stuff to wind it up and stuff. And then I seen a, a tweet the other day as well where he, he tweeted Gary Neville or something saying, not on like a plan or something because we need to do with Liverpool. But I, I, was, I was on all day and I was watching, I think, at the time, one of the playoff games was on. So we had that on, on my phone. And then the other one on my phone, I was watching both of them. The Liverpool game and that. And the, the time wasting and stuff. It was like, I think playing at our place. Like when they were doing that. So yeah. it was just Ashley Young all day for me. Yeah. Good player, like has a good career, but he's a rat. Yeah. Don't get me started on that Accrington game or the podcast after that was foul language. Uh, <laughs> I lost oh I lost my shit after the Accrington game with the referee. Yeah. Oh. And Ac- and tactics to be fair. And I said it at the time, I'm not sad to see them drop out the league because of what they did that day. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed. Only the scouts, I did like a lot of scouts there and stuff after the game. I was just like, I cannot believe what you just done and stuff. And they were coming on and they were like, oh, we're fighting for our lives. And they had a lot of injuries and stuff. And I was like, I'm not asked really. It's, it's not me. It was just, that was a horrible, horrible night. Yeah, it was. It was horrible watching. What got me was the disallowed goal because I'm a ref myself and he just got the laws of the game completely wrong. I get refs make mistakes and if he sees one thing that's something different, I get that. But it's just a fundamental rule of the game he got wrong. Yeah, 100%. I don't know why he stopped it. He should have let the ball play and if it's a goal and then send them off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, 100% should be a goal. Yeah, well, it's a goal and then a yellow card because you can't send him off because he hasn't denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity because we still scored. So, correct rules are goal and yellow card rather than penalty and red. Oh, right, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so we should have booked him, give the goal, and then we went 2-1 and maybe the end of the season wasn't as nervy as he ended up being. But yeah. Who knows? Right, it's on to me and Titi. Yeah. yeah, I'll get off my soapbox, yeah. Best player you've ever played with? Playing with, I haven't really had a long career. Have I? I've listened to some others and people have had good ones, haven't they? Um, I'm just going to keep it with Vale, mate. Um, probably surprise people saying this. Like, obviously, there's probably better players than them in that, but in terms of me playing with them, I enjoy playing with them and think when the team didn't have them in that season, I thought we struggled massively the way when other players weren't playing. I think we were actually all right, but when Prox didn't play in the season, we went up. We struggled so much because he was so keen how we played. And I thought he was in quite good form that season, to be fair. And, you know, we did suffer a lot with injuries. And, you know, I, I always say to myself, I'd love to know how far he could have went with Prox without his injuries because I, I think he's unbelievable, mate. Yeah, yeah. Saying on this podcast, I always say I love Jamie Proctor. And that season, like you say, I think at one point, We'd only lost one game where he'd started. Yeah, I, I completely get why as well. Because I, I remember the time when we didn't play, when we didn't have him, it felt like we just. I, I know we had Willow front and stuff, and Willow's top player as well. But it's just the way we played and stuff, and 
he was just so perfect for how he played, and especially for me as well, because balls going up to him, I think gamble on him, just throwing certain outs about and if not he'd bring the ball under control and bring other players into play. Like he was such a key player for us that season. Yeah, and he wasn't. The Sutton game, if I remember right, Sutton away when we lost 4-3, that turned when Proctor went off injured. Yeah, that, that day was... I mean, it was I always laughing about that because we all, like, obviously up until that point, me and Wazza got, like, quite a lot of joint on the right side in most games. And that day, me and him had an absolute stinker and we were just looking at each other at one point in the game saying, like, what is going on here? And obviously I ended up scoring own goal... Have you spoke to Was since he's gone? How is he feeling? Yeah, I think the the you probably I don't know whether you see it, put a little post on his Instagram. I think it was a tough decision for him. You know, you know, I want to love the club and stuff, and I want everyone else loves him. And he's been here for so long. No, it probably was a tough decision for him. Like he said, it it just um probably a, a good offer what he's been been given for Barrow. I think it's two years as well, and yeah, you know, I think he, he trains like ten minutes from his house, and with him having a he's got a lot a few kids as he was and that so. I think it's good really for him, but as I said, we're all because of these guys, isn't he? Because he's he's definitely fit enough to play. Like he's a, he's a freak. Yeah. That's me going off on a tangent again, Johnny. Standard. <laughs> I'm used to it now, mate. Um. So, best player you've ever played against? Against. There was a lad from Brentford, and I can never remember his name. Played I think it was Bidstrup, something like that. Blonde-haired lad in the middle when we played Brentford in the FA Cup. I've never heard of him before, and I, was, I just thought he'd be like just a young lad, really. He was just playing. I thought he was unbelievable. I felt like he was a step ahead here all the time. I couldn't, couldn't get near him when he, when he got the ball, receiving it, passing, everything, really. And he could, he could pretty much run as well. But no, I'd like to say that I played against the lad for Chef Wednesday as well. Um, he doesn't play much, but he was only young. And like I, I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty strong runner and quick and stuff. But the, the the lad who played, his name's like Delhi Bashiri or something like that. He's a young lad. He played at their place, and honestly, he was so powerful and fast and strong. It was it was tough. It was tough to play against. To be fair, but I'd say that the lad from Brentford was was, was fairly fairly good. He couldn't couldn't get near him really. Fair and talking about your running, are you doing the Port Vale fun run on the 9th of July? AVtiming.com, the little 5k round Burslem. I don't I think I'll be in three. What day is that going to be on? It's on a Sunday. Is it? Yeah. Cross might have you all do it as part of your pre season. Cross has us do now, do it then. <laughs> to be fair, I bet, a five, I bet you don't get out of bed for a 5k, do you? <laughs> I, I do 5k's here. Yeah. I, I thought that wouldn't be long enough for you. No, no. Just save the long ones for when I'm on the pitch. Fair. What do you do with 5k in if you're going for it? Oh, um, put me on the spot there. I don't know recently, really. Probably the, the quickest I've got recently is probably just shy of 19, probably 1854 wow. or something like that, maybe. And for those listening that do part run on a Saturday morning, that's a 5k, so that's the sort of time you've got to aim for. <laughs> Johnny, takes you that long, get out the front door, doesn't it? 
<laughs> as is he, I, I won't put my trainers on in 18 minutes. So, <laughs> Johnny, you Nothing. need to sign up for the fun run as well. Get yourself signed up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have done that by the time this is released. Yeah, I've done it now. So make sure yeah. you have. Next one then, Ben. Midfield three or midfield four? What's your favourite? Hmm. Uh, um, that's a tough question, that, you know. Depends on the formation you play, really, I think, sometimes. Um, I'm going to say... And I take your. Do you prefer in that? Am, am I jumping forward questions, Johnny? I don't know. Do you prefer be one of the back two or the front of the three behind the front two? Uh, no, one. Well, it's not really because everyone can be taught as attacking the field. I'm going to say season when I'm coming in to play further forward. But actually, I like the defensive role as well because you get a lot more tackling, probably get more of the ball. Um, I, do, I think you feel good as well, you know, when you do, I don't know, counter attacking and you're doing good recovery, running, making good tackle, but um, I, I, I actually like a three where it's a one and a two, you know, so you're like an eight more than a ten. I think it's different when you're playing a two and a one and you just play as the one behind the sniper. And when you're playing a one, one and a two, I feel like when you're one of the twos or like an eight, you can, you're sure to do both sides of the game, so you're getting forward and attacking, and then you're getting back and defending the way. And when you're two and a one, sometimes you can become a bit lazy and sort of know you've got two to cover anyway. But if you play a one and a two, you've always got to get back. So I'd probably say there's an eight, yeah, I'd probably say before and forward. Yeah, there we go. You, you, you did steal the next question, but that was the one that, that Tom wanted to to ask anyway which one was the, the preference um so we're, we're going to touch on now your career um so what was it like growing up in liverpool for you in terms of me in football yeah. in terms of football really because like obviously we know that you've come through um a different route than some through your saturdays yeah. and Sundays, but you were quite young when you started playing sunday football weren't you yeah yeah so I just always played on a, on a Sunday with my team from Miami, NSC, they were called. Played with them probably since I was like under seven, maybe, till about 15. Um, obviously, throughout that, I was playing for like different safety teams, like the Farmers and Leibridge and teams like that. And then um, started playing open age then when I was like 15. So, playing for like a local Sunday team near me called the Oyster, which is from where I'm from in Croxted, but they're like very good, like won quite a lot of stuff. But I always say, like, I think not, not just me, you know, before me, but with the, the season I signed till the season I left, I think we won a minimum two two cups every year. If it's a league and a cup or two cups, we always done a double of some sort. So it was like, I just loved winning some because you don't lose many games when we play for the Easter. And then throughout that, I was playing to like lower breath on a Saturday, um, red run, like teams like that, just just local teams, but lower breath was a bit more serious. And then, you know, for lower breath, we've done like one season, I think we won all four trophies undefeated all season. Um, that was, that was, don't think anyone else has ever done it on a Saturday day, so we've done that. And then I think I moved on to Warrington after, after that season with lower breath. And 
it killed me really because I used to love playing on a Sunday uh, with my mates. Um, I just loved playing with my mates. It was good. And I did like when I went to Lower Breath. It was a bit different in terms of a bit more serious and warming up and stuff like that and bits of training sometimes. So I did enjoy that side of it because I've never done it before. But it just killed me knowing like, when I was going to Warrington, they were like, we want you to sign a contract. So you're not going to be able to play on a Sunday anymore. And I thought, oh, what am I going to tell my mates? Because it was literally everyone from around where I'm from, really. So they would have been like, oh, look at him. He's getting a few quid now, so he's not last or whatever. He's got a tracky on, like, like a sacky tracky wanker and all this. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a nightmare, this. Like, what am I going to say? But they were, they were boss with me, really. They were buzzing. Said, like, no, I'll just have a go. You can always come back to Sunday footies, just, just see what happens. And went on to Warrington and the first season was pretty good but like that season I played like not as a six but probably I think I played in a two all season that year and um, probably didn't really you scored six maybe and it was you scored four in the playoffs in the semis and the final you scored, you scored two in the semis two in the final and then you scored like two throughout the season so didn't score many that year but we had a good season we got into the playoff final um, won that beat South Shields at their place who were pretty decent side and then got into the super playoff final and played Kingsland and um, to be honest we got absolutely battered that day we didn't deserve to win and they ended up beating us an extra time but I think they went on that, that season to do uh, back to back promotion didn't they so they, they were pretty decent yeah. to be fair they deserved to win that day yeah, we don't like to talk about Kingsland, do we, Johnny? No, we don't. No, no. no. Put us out of the <laughs> FA Cup, but never mind. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Did you turn out for your Sunday League side, but playing someone else's name? No, no. I, <laughs> I just couldn't. I just thought, if I got, if I got a knock or something, because obviously it's quite physical Sunday football yeah. Uh, yeah. from where I'm from, so I thought, if I get a knock or something and I'm going into playing on a Tuesday, my manager to kill me and stuff, but... I used to go every Sunday and I'd be watching the games and I'd just think, oh, I'd love to put a kiss on now and stuff. But I think it just, the end of the day, if that, if that season I didn't enjoy it on a Saturday, it wasn't just quit and gone back to playing Sunday anyway. So it didn't make a difference for missing a year. But as I say, it's the best season after at Warrington, I played a bit further forward and scored quite a few goals and then obviously moved on to Blackpool. Yeah, and during that, obviously you went to Warrington. At what stage did you think professional footballer is an option for me? Move up the ladder and. Um, I'll be honest, like I don't, I don't think I've ever thought oh, I'll never make it. So I think everyone's always got that some sort of um, possibility. Maybe if you're playing semi-pro, you think if you're having a good season or you feel like you're doing well, I think there's always a possibility. But uh, I just I never thought I would. Do you know what I mean? I do, I do believe in people get uh, get luck with a, an opportunity. Maybe someone takes life until you, gives you the chance and you go on and do well. So I think it's just, as I say, that, that season I got took from Blackpool. The season before that, when we finished, I, I think I finished the season uh, with, yeah, with Warrington. And then I went away on holiday. My manager rang me while I was away with it and was like, Oh, when you get home, you're gonna go and um, you're gonna go and be Fleetwood because you know I think they're interested in blah blah. And I was thinking, oh, he's right. And then something happened where they just pulled the plug and he told me and he was like, oh, look, it's not happening. So I was devastated. I was gutted and all this. 
went past that season for Warrington and as as a decent season to be fair, scored like 10, 10 11 or something before, up to January and obviously back up went for me then. Yeah, so we've heard about your first training session at Blackpool when you did the uh, with Paddy. But what was the biggest thing for you that was different from going from Warrington at semi-pro to turning pro? Um, probably the intensity of my first training session. I'd actually done well in it, to be fair, even though I was a nightmare of a start. But the, actually, yeah, I'd say the intensity of like people constantly being on it and... Um, I wouldn't say the fitness side because I'm a strong runner anyway and I did do a lot of training myself um, as well as training for Warrington so yeah the intensity and just the awareness and stuff it's self-belief as well I feel like you, you've just got to believe because obviously my first probably couple of weeks I was thinking oh there's no way I'm good enough to be here with these like some of these played in the champ some of these playing played in the prem and I mean, you have come from non-league, I haven't even played in the league yet, so I think the self-beliefs are a lot, but, you know, it's, it's not that easy, it's just believing yourself and thinking you're, you're good enough, so you need to get games on the ability before you think that, I think, but, no, I, I think I, I coped all right in training and stuff and then go with it. And talking about your mate, Paddy, when's he coming down the veil, what's you? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't speak to him, like, all the time, do you know what I mean? I just, I'm, I've just knew Paddy through, like, going on holiday and stuff and festivals over the years and I've been with him and then I've been away at times and he's been there so I've been with him and things like that and as I say in Liverpool it's quite close to me I feel like I'm you know one person you know loads more so um, yeah he probably maybe comes out and see him and ask him he, he, he loves what he plays he goes on Liverpool games and that yeah get him down I've lost where we are with the questions Johnny so ask the next one I just threw that one in I know, yeah, look at you getting get there. Um, so, yeah, obviously you said Blackpool and, and COVID hit. You then went to Oldham on loan, and it's safe to say from the, the tweets that we got when you signed, you weren't a fan's favourite there. Um, what ha- what happened in your eyes? Because we, we got told when we signed you that, oh, shit, is, is this, is that, is, is the other. And then we see you play, and some of us, Bez, <clears throat> di- di- didn't, didn't obviously rate you as highly, but then Vale fans are just properly taken to you. Yeah, no, that's people's opinions, isn't it? I think, um, at Oldham, it was such a, well, it's tough for me, actually, enjoyed it, to be honest, because it was my first season in the league, and I felt like when I first went there, my first few games, I played very well, I thought, I was playing very good, I played like the six, bit, bit like Petty's role, but I was playing well, and it was my first season, so, Thought, just get this under my belt, you know, it'll be good learning care for me and stuff. I don't know, maybe they just, ah, games probably where the most poor and stuff, but I think when the team's struggling, I think there is uh, obviously a lot of people who would get a lot of grief, and I think that's why I always say to people, uh, young lads, and even just lads, you know, don't read Twitter and stuff, don't read this, don't read that, because, you know, some people who can, it's not nice to read something and someone saying shit, but then, I think if, you, if, you, if there's 20 tweets there and you're reading 19 good ones and there's one bad one, that one bad one is staying in I don't think them 19 good ones won't mean nothing because you've just got that one bad one. So I just think it's people's opinions and if they pay to watch it, they can they can say what they want. That, that's completely up to them whether you agree with them or not. I've been a fan before when I've been at 
watching Liverpool and I probably slated him to someone he was first there, but you know, the things he's gone on to do at Liverpool is unbelievable. So I don't know what went wrong there. You think it's just the, when the team struggling in and you know, I think the fans at Oldham probably expect them to be better than what they are for the reason of it's a pretty big size club. But you know, realistically, budget-wise, they, 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 they should have been bottom half of the to where they was finishing because, you know, they didn't get the backing at the time. The owners were, were, were poor, so they weren't good for the club. And now they're in a different part now, so hopefully they do all right. Yeah. And go on, John. Well, how did it feel playing under Harry Kewell? Because he, he turned up, because I think he had three managers that year, and Harry was one of them. Yeah, I, I, he brought he, he brought me in as I say. He was bossing me. I, I loved I loved working with him to be honest because he just loved football. So he was just so into like coaching on the on the training pitch, you know, speaking to him about stuff and telling me what he thinks I need to work on and stuff to take me game to the next level. So I think he took a liking to me, and as I say, I liked him. So I loved it there when he was there to be honest. Yeah, and as Johnny threw me under the bus then, I'm the first to say I didn't see it for the first three or four months and it took a while, but now I'm vice president of your fan club behind Matty Goodwin. So it did take a while and I did turn the podcast a few times. Could be better on the ball, but you soon turned it round. And personally, I think you've developed a hell of a lot since you've been at Vale from a fan's perspective watching. And you touched on with Henderson, sometimes it takes players time to adapt. I thought once you got in settled, and now I actually think you're very underrated on the ball. There was a pass this season that you did with the outside of your foot. And I think you put Massey through on goal and he cocked it up from that point. But you put him through. Yeah, I think, again, obviously, I know there's so much so much stuff I can work on in terms of, you know, me, me ball retention and when I get it and, and, you know, the coaches speak to me like that and that's one thing what Harry Kew got on to me about. He was like, every day after the training, he, he bought like a, a bounce board. He was like, every day after training, I want you in front of the ball doing just 50 passes into the wall. You know, you don't understand how much it will. You just want such pass and see if you can stay on it for ages and ages. And I used to do it quite a lot. I'll do it before training and after training. And then, as I say, when I've come here, Cross and the, the old gaffer and people like that have spoke to me about like, making sure when I regain it, because I do regain a, a lot of balls with running about, make sure your next pass, you don't give it away and stuff. And I think it just comes training and I'm training with better players. And I think Cross, top coach, so, you know, working with him as well is, is obviously developing and stuff. And, Take the analysis we get here doesn't have to help you as well because they'll show you your good stuff, but then they'll show you your bad stuff. And as I say, I like, I, I like that so I'll take things in and think, I know how much I've developed my game in terms of over probably 18 months, two years, but you know, I just, I just want to keep developing really. Yeah, yeah. And the right attitude, having the fa- attitude that the fans love. And obviously, you left Oldham, come to Vale. What was the attraction for Vale? Because obviously, it's highly rumoured that Tram were home for you at the time, which is a lot closer to home. But you made the choice to come to Vale, and we're glad you did. Yeah, so I think I met, I I met Samir on, say, Tuesday, possibly. And then Vale on Thursday. And um, obviously, at the time, I think the... the the gaffer who's just got the job at Sammy and was the gaffer at the time, Ian Dawes. But he was working at Blackburn when I was there. So, like, when I went in the Black Day squad, I used to go and do training with him. And he was an unbelievable coach. I, I used to sessions with Boss and I thought, 
that's ideal for me. He's got the job there, you know, for type of player. You know, he likes me and the, the facilities there are good. So when I went in, there was nothing around. And it, it was more like just having a chat with me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was just going in and seeing Ian. I was just walking around speaking to him. Maybe showing me the, the gym and the thing. I just thought, yeah, this is this is good. This. But then when I went to Vale on the Thursday, it was like I went into the box. There was food there, drinks. There was a presentation on part like why they want to stand me and stuff and what they see in me. And it, to be fair, it, it was mad really because I still say it now. Like, at all, as I say, at all, though, I didn't play like. Attacking and I didn't probably didn't do it that well. In in all honesty, there was games where I did play well, but there, there weren't games where I didn't play one single game against Paul Vale that season. Because the first season I had the first game when Paul Vale played Alton at our place and it was I think it was pissing down. He was good that day. I remember watching on the iPhone over I had COVID. And then the second time, I think I told my ankle or something or, or something like that towards the end of the season. And um, yeah, I was just thinking, I wonder what these have seen in me to sell me. But as I say, the gaffer and flickers were showing me loads of clips and why they think they can develop me as a player and why they'd want to sell me and stuff. And I thought, this is this is unbelievable. This made me, it made me feel boss, really. And I spoke to my agent after, and he was just saying, Look, the, the, the next two days or so, as I was speaking to my agent, and he was like, Look, Paul Taylor just on me every day saying like that you know they'll pay a fee that that they said Sammy you're know, on and on and stuff. So I was like, well what they said that to be fair, Paul Fail presentation was unbelievable and they showed me so much more um they just showed me more that they wanted me than what Sammy did. So I thought let's go to let's go to Paul Vail like it's I'm not about being safe and just staying staying as close to Amazon. I think this would be a good opportunity for me and the things they were saying at the time was like the club was going in a, in a good direction and probably the best decision I've ever made in my life that. Yeah, that, that's really that's really good to hear from a fan's perspective as well. That it's that it's the little things in life, isn't it? And like you say, the the presentation, the food, and and the stuff that you remember. Um, talking about things that you remember, then the first preseason um, went over to Shant- Shantley's, was it? Yeah, how, how was that? Because we've heard snippets of it and, and the fact that um, Crow's got everyone sat down talking about what motivates and stuff like that. But it was quite a new group. There was 15 players, I think, to get together that hadn't played together before. So what's that like as a as, as a player? I think that was, that was good for, for me and everyone else because you're, you're not the only new person trying to fit into an uh, already well-knitted group sort of. Um, so the fact that there was a lot of new players it probably helped you to settle in a bit more because I remember my first day, well, to be fair, was it actually got me in with him on the first day because I, I, remember, I remember like going on the squad thing and checking what lads were from like up north and the scene was from Manchester. So I got his number and texted and was just like, look, is not right? And he was like, yeah, don't worry, mate, you can jump in with me. So that obviously set me there as a bit going in with was it? But... Um, I think Shelton's was boss for, for the for the team in terms of this because it weren't like um to get training and you're going you're going home and stuff, it was staying over with each other, you know, you're playing games against each other because we had like ping pong tournaments, pool tournaments, and then that, that thing that Cross done was a bit like when he first said that I was like, oh, you know, 
one is this, like, they don't need to be doing this. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've probably felt a bit embarrassed, but that, that was that was boss what we done, like, because you're seeing all the sides of people and what's going on in people's lives and family and stuff, and it was like, wow, this is amazing, this. Yeah. And you touched on a bit there, you played ping-pong pool and that. Some of the players that have been on over the summer and some of your ex-teammates have said you don't like losing and you can sulk a bit when you're losing. Are you the same at ping-pong and table um, snooker when you're playing them, pool? Yeah, yeah. I think anyone really. It's, it's just playing a game and learning. So, you know, I'm not winning this sort of thing. I used to get... i tell you what, I was a lot... I used to be a lot worse. Like, I used to get all smash my pads up and stuff and think it just... <laughs> As time's gone, I'm just trying to grow up a bit. But I do get, I do get angry, especially in, in football and that. But I think that's just that the. I don't think I'd ever change the, the way I'm. Obviously, I think there's ways to control it. But I just think when my dad sort of got me like that, like just and you know, when we weren't good enough, it was always about probably. I don't know. He just he used to just warm me up as a kid and stuff, and he had never let me win anything, and he just always. And I think my little nephew now, I saw his little lads. He, you want to see him sometimes, like, when you're playing with him, he's just winning. He's a proper bad sofa, and I just think, bloody hell, that's like me, don't know. He's definitely a future Vale player, and you saw him on the final day of the season running around the pitch clapping. He's playing for the Vale in 15 years' time or so, isn't he? Yeah, honest, all he, all he does is sing Vale songs, sing the nice song. He's just he's obsessed. He's obsessed with the place. It's, it's mad to be honest. That's what I, another thing I was thinking. My mum and I were going, you know, I didn't know this. They were saying that Ben goes, we're we going to tell the baby that we're not going to Vale no more because he'd be going to different clubs and singing Super Vale away and stuff. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Tell your brother, break him down that fun run where there's a family fun run as well. He can do that. I think it's 2K. Yeah, he probably will do that too, fair. Yeah. Johnny will be doing that with his little one as well yeah. as the 5K. I'm not doing both. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-season training. Pre-season. I, I, what for? I'm retired now. Yeah. You, you retired but, 30 odd years ago, didn't you? I didn't think so. Yeah, but all right. Calm yourself down big time. Um, but yeah, um, we we saw a bit of a bit of after the Chef Wednesday game at home. There was there was a bit on on Twitter about some of their players saying that like some of the stuff that our players said, and we know that Forrester apparently gave a bit of bad banter towards. Um, Josh Windass. Yeah. Um, how was that game for you? Because they, 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 even now, they seem like they've got this God given right not to be in the league because Windass's interview after the playoff final came across a bit arsey. Um, do you see that as a player or? Yeah, especially him anyway. Dislike him as well. You know, I barely played against him. I played against him twice and just the way he is, he just looks big time. The way he walks about the pitch as if like, He's so big, I am the son, as if like he, he's, he's the best person ever, as well, he's on TV. So, like, the fact that the way he acts and that on the pitch, I just think it's it's embarrassing. And, it, you know, I can't say much because I've obviously played against lads where I've said stuff, but to go and say that after the, after the interview about that, their gas, it just, it's just petty, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're going to think it's pretty much done. If, if you lose 4 0, like, it's an old digs throw and you've got be 4 0. But what you've done to come back was unbelievable and you deserve to be promoted. But you don't need to start giving it to their, their gaffer about that because at the end of the day, he's, he's done unbelievable as well, hasn't he, with Barnsley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I've lost you, where we are, Johnny. Lost where we are again, aren't you? You've sent me loads of questions. I've lost where we are. The one after the Sheffield Wednesday one, mate. Come on. There we go. Uh, how different was it playing up front in the few games during December of the promotion year? It was, it was actually it was actually all right in, in then. Um, you know, I, I think the first one was Bristol away and obviously scored two short ones. Oh, this is this is all right. This is actually pretty easy because they weren't they weren't great, but I thought the next game, I think the Newport, we were struggling with a lot of injuries, and I think a lot of us were playing with like niggles and at that time, and it was it, it, it just a completely different role, isn't it? You know, not big massive sense of that. It's just man handling it. It was more sort of like coming off the pitch, not with even stiff legs. It was like a stiff upper body, man. It was just wrestling with him for that. But compared to me to Prox, it, it's a lot different. Prox can probably wrestle with me easier than I like the So I enjoyed it. It's a different role there. But I was just glad that we got through it in a sort of not a bad position, do you know what I mean? Wrestling centre halves, who was worse, them or Smithy in training? Oh, smudge, one billion percent. I cannot stand playing against him in training. It actually annoys me because there'll be times where not even the pinching, it's like you go, you're just completely not looking at the ball and he's just running, looking at you, blocking it and grabbing me and stuff. And I'm like, get off me, that. I'm in training, I'm trying to train. And you're not even looking at the ball. You're just manhandling me. But as I say, you you, you see him on the pitch, don't you? He, he's so he's so annoying. And obviously, I hate hate playing against him. I hate it. And then does he give you that cheeky smile with his gap in his teeth? But that's what he's doing for the whole time. Because like he's looking at me, bluffing me, just smiling at me. It's just like I can see, I can see why people get annoyed. You, you just look at it, the gap in his tooth, and it just annoys you because you think, what what is this? Like, what, what is he doing? <laughs> brilliant. Oh. That's brilliant. I love Smithy. But you can, yeah, you can definitely see why people um, get annoyed. And back to that Bristol Rovers game. Obviously, you nearly got your head taken off um, when their lad got sent off. So, yeah. and you still, you still try to get back up after that as well. I know, because he, did, he didn't, he only grazed the back of my head. But I thought I'd rather get him sent off because. He was giving it proper big in the first half, saying something to me along the lines of like, oh, all you do is run and this and that. Just getting, I was just like, honestly, you, you crap. I'm a centre mid playing up front. I've scored against you already. This was in the first half. And then I think I scored the second as well. And then I said, see what I mean? I said, you're saying I'm just running, but I'm just running off you. I've scored two goals and just giving it, and he was giving it back. But he was just coming out with some bad, bad shots. So then in the second half, when I seen it was him running through and he's he, um, I was running past him and he's kicked me as I thought I'm going down here, get him sent off. And then when he went off, I was just like, see you later, lad. <laughs> Brilliant. And the second half for that season, there was ups and downs for us, but you were pretty consistent with your performance and one of the star players. How do you prepare for a match? What's your routine? Well, I'm quite, quite rigid with me uh, routine. Like, glad the lads to tell you that. Um, so on match day or... Yeah, match day, what's your routine? Yeah, so as I say, in the morning and stuff, I'll have the same breakfast every morning with a coffee and stuff, and then I'll make sure I'm drinking a lot of water. And then, obviously, head to Vale. Um, get there, not, not early, but I like getting there pretty handy and stuff. I'm a pre-matcher, 
at the at the club. Um, go down, just get like my groups released, because um, obviously I've been starving to the club. Maybe get me back to the activity a little bit, stiffen me back, and then start stretching, really activating. I'm ready for the game. I've like certain times where I'll have like say half a banana an hour before with a gel and then um, go out and warm up, come back in, have a gel, um, play the game, half time, half a banana and another gel. That's pretty much have the same thing at the same time every every match day really. And then obviously Tuesday night is a bit different but try and stick to the same same regiments all the time. So I just know that I haven't got to worry about going into the game thinking I'm gonna feel like I know I'm gonna feel good because I'm stuck to the same routine every single match day and every single day before do you know what I mean? Well one thing Connor Hall did say was you have a few pre pre game things that you have to do, yogurt, rice cake, coffee, all at certain times of the day. And he said, if it happens any later, the proper scouse comes out in you and you start getting really <laughs> <laughs> That's like so like on a Friday when we're in away days and stuff, I have I have like my rice cakes at four o'clock most most Fridays. So when we're on the away days and we're on the coach, I'll be like that. I don't know what time is it there? And it'll be like a bit over four and they all think, oh, they're like, oh, for now, it's a good patch of time and all this. And I'm like, not the whole thing, I'll just have them now, do you know what I mean? They make a bigger deal out of it than what I do, but I, I am pretty strict and stuff like that. So it's very weird, it'll be a bit late, do you know what I mean? Yeah, brilliant. So talk to us about Exeter, the last game of the season, because obviously we, we we ended up needing something from that to to get into the playoffs and I know during that three four months we were second to the ninth and how how did that feel because obviously when they wanted the title and yeah that was that was honestly not scary but it was so like so horrible to think of I thought we had such a good season we were just, we were basically in the automatics and stuff and we literally the last day could go down to us not even being in the playoffs and I thought we'd all wait enough throughout the season to be in the playoffs. So that day was just an extra the decent start, you know, it's a tough place to go. And as you said, they were if they won, I think they would have won the title possibly, yeah. So it was like just a lot of pressure behind them and I think it went a bit different in terms of that game, that day. Well, not, not all games, really, the second half. I think we went 1-0 up in the first half, didn't we? And it was Roasting. Willow scored that, that belter goal. Um, and then second half, for me, was just a man marking just man marking that um, Timothy Dieng, is it? Because he was yeah. scoring quite a few goals. And Gaffer said to me, wherever he goes on a pitch, you go with him. And then there was like one stage in the game where he was just drifting. When the ball was on their right side, he was just pulling onto our right side. So I was looking at the gaffer thing and do you want me to go all the way up there to like basically where was this to mark him? And he was like, Don't fucking leave him stay with him and stuff. So there was like times where I was literally standing side by side with the centre half while the ball was with their right back. And I was thinking to the, I was thinking to myself, it's so wide open in the middle there, but the gaffer's telling me to do this one when I have to do it and I was, I was well laughing in the second half, but obviously after the game, it, it was buzzing because, to be fair, he didn't get a sniff. 
Um, so I, I was just made that we were not able, like you said, there was a lot of pressure running on to me and a bit of ourselves, but probably the better entertainment for you, it? Yeah, brilliant. And of, they went into the game top of the league, Forest Green second. Is it right you were telling the Exeter players that Forest Green were losing just to try and put them off? And... Yeah, yeah. So I think we come out at, come out at our time. And just standing there, sort of, and we were saying, I think it might have been um, me and someone else, or perhaps probably other people as well. It's just like Forest Green there losing, so it doesn't matter anyway. You've got it on and that. And to be honest, I'm not going to name the names, but some of their lads are just like, we're not bothered anyway, just blow up. We're happy to just go up sort of attitude. And from that, I just got into these things. I don't going to go for it that much here. I don't know they have a few nearby moments and stuff and put a bit of pressure on. But once I heard a few, they were saying, I'll just blow up. And I just thought, yeah, this is, this is done this. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And then obviously we moved on to Swindon. We know how the first leg went. What was that bit like between the first leg and the second leg for you? Because their players were giving it Billy Big Bollocks, weren't they, at that point? That, that, I think that's what that would give us such a such a big big push because they just they were so arrogant then, like when we played against them and stuff. You know, that, like even the 31st time we played against them, we went, I think I scored two at their place. He, oh, they were so arrogant, especially that Conroy. He saw the steel. He was, <laughs> was Swords again. I was standing there in, in the box, me and Swords were laughing like, in the line because I, 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 I used to always be in front of Swords. And um, I think he came in between us or something. And we, have, like, we both pushed him and he was the pinch that I was saying. We were just saying something to him and he's being like, poor for your peasant or something. And me and Swords just burst out laughing. It's just feeling like, hey, with you. And Smudge is obviously laughing at him with his big gap in his teeth and this lad's probably just thinking, who is this lad, do you know what I mean? So I, 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 I never, ever forgot that from, from that day to when we're playing them and stuff. And obviously we did, you know, cross and stuff were showing us. Uh, I don't know, but there was an article in the paper of what they've said and stuff about yeah. us were just a long ball. So give us that extra job. And I heard Connor mention in the day about the gaffer's speech before the game and and I like it was making me tear up and everything that so I just thought I, I just knew from the minute we went out to just we started life and I was on fire I thought this this is our day this life hundred percent just just because of everything that went on and what they were saying give us the extra thing and then the gaffer's speech was unbelievable. And have you given Connor some step that he's now playing for Garney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's he gets Connor. I speak to Connor quite a lot to be fair, but. He, to be honest, he seems like he likes in the end of the day that I think I, I don't really just dislike their gaffer. I just think our gaffer's just had them off every time he's played with the money. And yeah. uh, it's just their swimming players, weren't it, really? Yeah. Rats. What did you say to Dion Conroy? Can you tell us? Now, walking back from that penalty. Yeah, I'm not going to say it all. I, I was just giving I was just saying. Um, Parfait presence and that, don't be shitting yourself, you fucking this and that, like saying sort of thing, because that just didn't, that's never come out of my mind of, of that day when he said it. I just thought, as soon as I seen him walk, up, I thought he's getting it here. And you know, some people are saying, oh, I don't know why he's done that, I don't like him, he shouldn't be, because my mate was just like, oh, amazed that you've done that, and because he was watching on the telly, he was like, the commentators weren't happy with that, but. I'm not asked. I don't want to finish football and people be like, oh, he's such a nice lad. I want my own fans and my own people to play with to think that. But anyone who don't know of playing I want them to finish football and say he's a horrible bastard. Pretty much, yeah. I don't want to finish football. He's being a nice person. Yeah, and I, I think Vale fans appreciated it. We were more than happy with that. Um, 
So, Swindon, before we get on to Wembley, what was the atmosphere like for you as a player coming out at Swindon night? Because as a Vale fan of over 30 years, it's one of the best atmospheres I can remember. That's 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 my that's my best game ever for me. That like in terms of just it was unbelievable. The, the, the ground bouncing, everything that just went you know we went on pens and stuff. And because it was against them, and which I was just buzzing. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, it, it, I'd feel sorry for teams when they lose on pens, but it's just the arrogance of them, just thinking like they won it before. And do you know what I mean? That's yeah, and that was. That's what I think for the Vale fans gave us that bit extra, the arrogance, what they come out and said that they were better footballers. They were the better side. All they got to do was avoid tackles at Vale Park and they were going to London. And yeah, for the Vale fans, I think that really got us up because you saw it the final Mansfield, a lot of respect with both sets of fans. Plymouth last game of the season, a lot of respect. So we're not a bunch of fans that won't give respect where it's due, but Swindon certainly hadn't got any respect from us that night. Yeah, under like I'm on tonight, Swindon that season an unbelievable football team. Like they played boss football, but you know, pretty football doesn't always win your games. Like we have different ways of playing against certain teams, and I think you, I think you couldn't against Swindon. You'd probably try maximum playing football. They've got some good players, but physically we can bully them. Like I'm at that Chef Wednesday game against Peterborough. All they do was bully Peterborough and they go on and win the game. I think there's ways to play against certain teams and we knew that day that physically and fitness-wise we, we, we'd run all over them and bully them and we did. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously it was on to Wembley. I was Wembley for you. Just to you know, that's what dreams. That's what you dream of, don't worry, especially, you know, I don't, don't think anyone had ever, especially me, like not being in professional football till late. You'd never think you're ever going to get to Wembley. You know, I always wanted to play in Banfield, or I know I, I hate United, but you know, playing in somewhere like Old Trafford would be unbelievable as well. But to get to Wembley and just like, you know, as some of the lads said, the experience was there. They were just saying, like, you've just got to soak up these moments because you, you, you might never get there again. It could be the only time you go, but you know, if it is the only time I go there, at least that's the only time to win it. It was just been there about five times. Yeah, and can you listen to Belinda Carlisle without singing your own name now? No, never. I don't think no. I don't think no one by now can. No, where I'm from, every time it comes on, it's singing my name. But that, that, again, that's probably one of the best things I've ever heard. Obviously, I think I heard it hard and cool away. This of song the first time, and it's like, wow, that was unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're half thinking of you're getting goosebumps, but as I say, when I hear it at Wembley, it was just like, this is, this is something special. Yeah. It was, especially, I love the video of watching you dancing to it at Wembley after we've won. I think that's absolutely brilliant, that video. But yeah. still on Wembley. How disappointed were you see your header come back off the ball, but then Willow put it in? Are you still like, God, I wish mine had gone in, or just happy that we got the win? Well, um, Gus just didn't score, but I was buzzing Willow was there to, to knock it in. Like, I'd, I'd take that all day, every day of the week, me in the bar, and they you know, tapping it in at Wembley to give us the win. I, I couldn't care about whether it's my name on the score sheet, because the end of the day, we're all going up as a team, are we? So, I was devastated. I mean, it would be unbelievable to say you scored a Wembley, wouldn't it? But yeah. I'll just I, I hit the bar. Yeah. Close enough. An assist for the goal. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. 
And then your second season where this obviously got injury towards the end of the season, how do you cope with that? Because from a fan's perspective, you're the kind of player that plays 46 games a season. We're not used to you being injured, so we know it's bad when you're out. How do you cope with that? Because it doesn't seem as though it's something that happens to you regularly. No, you know, it's such mud life and it doesn't happen regularly because I tell you, I've seen it, just, it was hard for me to deal with because, as you say, I've never been injured. So, only trying to describe how I felt to like the physios, I was saying, I don't know how to describe it. I've never had a soft tissue injury. And at the start, when I, I, I think it was MK Downs, I just remember walking back and it just felt like aggressive cramp in the thought. This is it, this, this can't be camp. I was looking at the clock and it must have been 55 minutes and possibly like that. So when I come off, they were, you know, saying, oh, it's killing me and this and that. And it just feels sore. And the next day, I felt it. And the day after, it felt bad. But then when I was back in front of it, 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 it had no symptoms. And we were just carrying on and it had no, nothing really, no symptoms from them. Probably the day after it happened until. I remember doing a session on the pitch and we felt something again and I thought, this isn't right, this, so we got it scanned and, yeah, to come back with pretty, pretty bad news that I had a tear in there and stuff and I just thought, oh, hell, it's just a nightmare because, like you just said there, I, I want to be like, I'm such a robust player where I'm never going to be picking up injuries because just, just watching football and not being involved with the lads, like, I love training, like, as much as I love playing games, I love being out and training every single day, like, the lads will tell you that is when sometimes I'll have recovery days and I'll be like pissed off because I'll be wanting to go on the grass because I just I just love I just love doing it, do you know what I mean? So when you when you're injured it's a lot different and I think it will be it will be a lot harder if you were on your own and lucky enough I had Cassie there with me, it was obviously we were both supporting each other and stuff and um Jonesy was there with us, so the three of us were just cracking on in the gym and doing our stuff and just doing our best really to try and get back. But you know, the main thing was just to make sure that we got the injury right and the strength built back up. I can imagine for someone like you, it was worse as well seeing us drop down the table and we're going into a relegation battle as it was at the time and we were in a relegation battle for a part. You don't seem like the sort of player that wants to be hiding away from that. You seem like the sort of player that wants to be in there rolling your sleeves up and fighting with everyone else. Yeah, it was obviously horrible to see the lads such like it just felt like nothing was going right for them. There was games where I'd, I'd say like Fleetwood away and Portsmouth away where I've watched and I thought we we we, we batter both of them and you know the lads come away with one point, they lose two points and I think that can be so tough mentally the fact that you know, when we were playing at all, when we were losing a few games, I do think that them two points at Portsmouth or two points at Fleetwood that we lost would have been at the back of the line as well. Where they're overthinking and, you know, just uh, you, you want to be out there helping the lads no matter what, whether you're starting or you're on the bench coming on, you, you never want to see your teammates struggling. The was just going to go at the time because we weren't doing too well and stuff. And yeah, it was just a, uh, it was a tough watch for me as to see us struggling and that. And are you 100% recovered now, ready for first day of pre-season? I will be for pre-season. I won't say 100% recovered now, but I will be for pre-season. As I say, I started doing better training and stuff myself with an um, SEC coach now, so uh, fingers crossed I'm flying for the first day of pre-season. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, 
Can you talk about your summer opportunities now? Because obviously you've signed the deal. Um, what goes through your head as a player? Are you looking at everything that Vale offers versus the other places, or are you or, uh, one eye looking? Well, how high up are these the, the other offers? How does it work with you with yourself? Yeah, I think you've just got you've got to got to weigh up everything that is 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 going on in in your life around you and stuff. And obviously, you've finished the season in such a such a tough place. Um, so the, the way the club is with me and the staff and the lads and everything, I just called it would take a, a, a big a, a massive opportunity for me to go. Um, so you know you are way you. you you're out of contract. I think any player who's coming out of contract is is looking at other possible opportunities. But you know, like I, like I said um, on the interview when I signed the deal, the grass is always greener in other places. Like I could go somewhere and the manager could dislike me, and you know, he might want to sign me. But then after two weeks, just fall out of me, and I'm just in the periphery really and not playing. And I just. Not that I know when I'm playing a fail, but I've got more of an opportunity than when I've gone to a fresh club with Crosno as a player and the lads and the staff and everyone there. So you just always weigh up like what will look the best for you as a as a player in terms of you're growing and you're happy and I'm so happy and my family love it there. And I think that's always easier to know that my missus and my family come to the games and you get looked after no matter what. They don't have to worry about stuff like that. They, they, the club's so good at sorting things out for me and as I say, the players who are still there and hopefully players, new players that come in fit into the group and you know we can get, get going again. Yeah, and before we move on to the last section about teammates, you said the grass isn't always green. If you've been Vale Park recently, you'll have seen there's no green on the grass at the moment. How bad was that pitch for you last season as a runner? Did it take more out of you than other pitches or is it just something to run on for you? No, 100% takes more out of you. Like, especially, um, obviously I'm not putting this down to my injury because, you know, we don't know when it would happen. But if you probably look at the amount of calf injuries we've had this season on that pitch, it, it's a lot more than what they've had previously. And, you know, it, 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 you calves, layers, whatever, just get fatigued later on when you're running on heavy pitches. So, um, talk it out to you know, a lot of times, but I think we use it to our advantage sometimes, like, like you were talking about that Chef Wednesday game at all. Um, you know, they are a very good side, but I think that day they've just turned up thinking they were just going to roll us really and it would just be that easy for them, but you know, we matched them, we were, we were getting stuff into them, we were giving them a good game and it was just that lucky goal really that went in, that got them in three points or it could have went either way really. So, you know, we did use it to our advantage against some teams, but as I said, it, it didn't it didn't benefit us that much um, physically anyway. And just one that's come to me as we're talking, obviously the pitch is being done now, we're having more drainage put in and it should be a lot better for you next year. Have the players been told about the work that's going on and what to expect from the pitch next season? Yeah, we got told like, that it was going to be getting sorted and so much was getting done and this and that. And obviously I got buzzing when you heard that because we don't, didn't want to play on that pitch again. Um, as I say, it, it, it did take it out here and it was hard. At times, um, especially when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, but no, I was buzzing that it's getting sorted now. Like, we, the club has said that. And that's, that's another thing. Like, with, with Carol and 
everyone else around the club, they're always looking at growing and, you know, sorting our problems out if we've got problems, like, doing anything we can, really, to, to help us, like, have meetings and you know, tell us, like, what, what's going to go on and, you know, if, if we need anything to do and just let us know and they'll try and sort it as soon as they can and stuff. Yeah, that's great here. And last one on last season, especially first off season, we had, did have some memorable days. We had Derby away, Plymouth away, even Ipswich at home, although we lost the game. Fantastic game to watch. Should have got something from it. What was your highlight of the last season in League One? I can't, I can't, I can't not pick between Derby and Plymouth away because Derby was, I think it was a bit earlier on, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and... Plymouth, which I think Plymouth maybe just top it just for the fact that they hadn't lost at all and we went there and we just absolutely battered them in my opinion for 75 minutes probably last 15 yeah. minutes they had a little spell didn't they where they got to think Swords clean them off the line and stuff and things like that but yeah I'd probably say that yeah because you know it would have been a good day I know we didn't end up winning but I thought the Bolton game yeah, I thought that was going to be one of them days again, you know, because I just, I just felt like we were just going to, we were going to beat them that day. Yeah, is it saves a lot of tension towards the end of the season if we had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, Johnny, I'll let you move on now. I've gone off the the track again. Yeah, so we're just going to end with a bit of teammates. Um, yeah. So give you a chance to. Um, get one back on them. But firstly, Will Forrester's literally just messaged while we're recording the pod and he wants me to ask you, are you ever going to try and dye the grey bits in the air or <laughs> they there for stay? No, they're there forever. They're there forever. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, and then getting back now anyway. Yeah. But then, next one, <laughs> Con- Connor all wanted to know, and he wants you to answer this honestly. Who's stronger, you or him? Him when he was here, but now he's left and I've been in the gym loads while I've been injured. I've out to him now. Seen him, seen him when we played Ipswich away because we, we travelled and he called me. He was just looking at a bit skinny. It looked like Garner's slimmed him up a bit. So I think he'd get bullied now. He got, once he goes down south, he gets a bit soft. <laughs> Softies, aren't they? <laughs> we want Colchester in the first round of the FA Cup, then. Yeah, no, nah, first minute I'll just bash him off the board. <laughs> <laughs> Colchester in the first round, Liverpool in the third. You know what I'd love to ask Colin all is what made him go onto the line? I've never, ever asked him this. What made him go onto the line that day against Wanfield in the final? I've watched the back so many times thinking there's just no need for him to even get to there. It's honestly, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. In fact, I watched it back on the anniversary, the 12 month anniversary. I've still got it on the box, watched it back. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. And when you see the goal line technology, it just got it just. It's, not, it's the littlest bit ever, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's actually scary, that. Yeah. Yeah. Go on then, Johnny, teammates. Yeah, so best mates at the club. Best mates. Um, I feel like I get on quite well with everyone, you know. Probably have to say, I know he's not, you know, and I said him earlier on, Brock's because he was my roomie. But I'd probably say I get on quite well with Ellis now. I feel like let's just be the big target, man. I feel that I get on well with. Yeah, and yeah, use last season's squad for this because obviously 
unless you're going to tell us about someone new for next season, we don't know what next season squad's looking like. If I, if I knew, I'd tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Biggest joker? Um, oh. Biggest joker? I miss have to say Rory, you know, Rory Alden. I know, as you say, he's not even normal, but he's just constantly on the minds of him. Right. Um, you can say yourself for this one, hardest worker. Um, I'll just reel myself out of this one. Yeah. I'll put myself up there, but no. Um, hardest worker. Ooh. I'd say squad works pretty hard, but then. Um, should I say all round or on a pitch or in a gym or do you just mean in general? Just in general, yeah. Like. Everyone, everyone works pretty hard. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Smudge because he goes in a gym as well. He, he, a lot, so I'd say him. Other than me. Go on then, I think he might, he might have disappeared. I'll take over. <laughs> <laughs> Laziest trainer. Oh. Uh, I'll just think I'm lost anyway. Sorry, Amipo. 100%. <laughs> oh. It's just the. Yeah, Amipo will let me. Such a, such a, a nice lad, do you know what I mean? But when you know, just comes in and it, unless England's hopping that, that's a proper old red one all the time. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, I think of someone else. Derek used to come in and vest in that, which is quite weird. Um, I'm going to stick to Smudge because it was England, so. This 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 be an interesting one. Who, who's the toughest player? The toughest? Yeah. Mm. Smudge is quite tough. I'm not going to say smudge for everything. You won't be saying smudge for the next one, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fun's always quite tough, you know. Um, I feel like he, he's, he's another player I didn't mention there, but the best player. I'll have to give him a little shout-out. He's, 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 he's class Fun's. Um, yeah, I'd say Fonz is quite tough. I know in pre I remember in pre season when we were in La Cala, um, you were like, you get the ball and you try and barge him off the sort of thing. He's very active, but just Fonz all right. Yeah. Talking about pre season, do you know where you're going this year yet, even if you can't tell us? I'm pretty sure we can go to Spain, maybe. I don't, don't know yeah. where to help, but I, I think we may be going to Spain. I'm not 100% sure on that. In Spain or Portugal, I'm glad Yeah. Nice, nice. And I said you won't be saying smudger for this one. 100 metre race, who wins in the club? 
Yeah, how good do you think he could be plenty? I think he could be. I don't, I don't really know what you, what you say. You know, I think it, it's up to him, isn't it, of how hard he works. But I know for a fact he, he's not one of them where he gets sad, laugh, by stuff. He's got such a good head on his shoulders and he just comes in and he's in early, goes in the gym. He's, you know, he's, he's always... He's one of the other said about training working on because he, he doesn't... He's, he works hard in. I Every team's got one. Who's the manager's pet? <laughs> so I used to be Tom Pet. God, I think you would say me as well, to be honest. Are we going to go the old gaff or cross? Go the old gaff and then we'll talk about cross after. Um, TC could be up there, you know. Gaff, the old gaff, he's a little old TC. Is his little little boy really, but then Ellis come along, so Ellis could take that. That's his boy, yeah. What about was 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 manager's pet or owner's pet? Was he more of Carol's pet? Everyone's really. Everyone just loves him. Brilliant, and it might be too early say yeah, but go on then, Crosby's pet, or is it too early say? Yeah, I'd say it is too early. You'll find out in pre season, but. Um, Cross used to Cross used to love him. Um, used to love Petty, you know. Like honest, I know he's not you know but if it's just because he's quite experienced and used to talk a lot Petty and stuff, so it is to go for that. Yeah, and on Cross, obviously you've worked with him as a coach now for two seasons. How do you think he'll make the transition to manager and what are his strengths you think that he's going to bring to that role? I think he'll do well, mate. You know, I hope it does well anyway, because we we work with a way he was managing that. Part time, and I know he changed, and 
I think we, we like contested away was one of his games and, and a lot of people remember that game because it was, it was such a poor game and stuff. But um, the game went into us after that game that day. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone seems like Crosby. He is nice, don't get me wrong, but you can't remember. He used to be like, everyone, people have spoken about him as a player. have said he was a tough, tough man when he played. So he has got that nasty side in him because he's, he's given to us a few times in the changes and he's a big guy. So when he gets angry, obviously you're listening and stuff. And I do think he can, he can be a, a good manager, I hope, anyway, because he's got good man management where he speaks to people. They'll make sure people are okay and stuff. And as I say, hopefully gives us culture knowledge to us as much as he can as well, as well as being a manager, because like I said, he is a top coach. Yeah, that's good to hear because a lot of fans have said they can't see him being nasty because he's that nice. So to hear you say he ripped and two and he has got that side, that's great. Yeah, yeah, he, he's gone, he's gone in on it as a few times like throughout the season as well as the gaffer did. Um, but as I said, there was times when the gaffer went there and it was just cross when he was off that time. And I just remember Colchester away he went berserk, uh, you know, went in on us, which was rightly deserved to be honest. And then, you know, there was a couple of other games where he's gone in. So, yeah, he has got that side. I think, I think any, any, any coach, as much as they see a nice, but you've just got to remember, you can't have probably two, two cycles on the side pitching the way the gaffer was. He was mad, wasn't he? So, yeah. and Claude's always had to be good cop, bad cop. And then, now we realise he's going to do both. Yeah, yeah. And last one on teammates, who got the most fines and what for? Harry Charlesley could be up there, you know, just for like stupid stuff of like leaving his flip flops and his shin pads and his boots every single week out. Um, yeah, maybe Harry or you know, Meepo could have been in there again, you know, because he was just dead sloppy, like with stuff and being late and that, things like that. But uh, I'm going to speak to Harry, I'm pretty sure Harry did that after. Had so many fans of just even like a shin pants and stuff in the bag and stupid things like that. He funded the Christmas do then. Yeah, he put a lot in, but we have a wheel dolby, so the wheel the wheel of death just, just gets a lot of us, so not everyone gets off easy with that. Jones he gets fans a lot as well, to be fair to him. What's he get fans for, Jonesy? No, like just just like things like um Again, like boots and shin pads, because it like it's it smudging just the fans, so it's quite strict with the fans smudging. When people get off, say like, say we have a game on a Saturday, and in the boot bag we've got a game on a Tuesday, and the boot bag's there on the Monday possibly, and I think people haven't sucked the boots out in the morning. Smudge will be fine if you don't be going back in in the afternoon and stuff. And you're like, why, why are you going to take them out? But he'll have them down as a fan. But then with Jonesy, when he did get fined, he'd just spin the wheel and get off with it all the time. Anyway, so there's no difference what he got fined with. <laughs> Brilliant. Which players try and sneak away without paying the fine? Um, I don't know. Hates paying. Brox. Um, Brox just uh, hates paying fines. Just comes up with excuses all the time. <laughs> he should have commission after selling your old life cover he should have enough commission pay for his fines <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Brilliant, brilliant, Johnny. Any more? Just one more. Um, this isn't on teammates. This is about the podcast, really. Um, do any of the players actually listen to it? And I know you mentioned earlier that one bad comment sticks in your mind when there's been 10, 10 good ones sort of thing. But do do any of the players listen and does it have an effect on good or bad days? Um, I, don't, I don't definitely do. Like, just, you know, at the end of the day, it's like the thing we have said that thing before about the comments. I just think that might not be everyone. Some people might say different. They might think, nah, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm just saying... Like if I if if I went looking for stuff in terms of wanting wanting to see stuff about me and I read loads of good stuff and you see that one bad thing, you'll just be like, that shit, you know what I mean? Like them good ones won't work and it wouldn't stick in me. I'd be like, oh fucking hell and get dead down and all this and stuff. It'll just be like you you, you just don't understand what, like why or, or stuff like that. You know, every, I think everyone would deal with stuff differently. I just know me personally. I don't go looking for stuff, so I'll never go on Twitter and look for, for comments or I'll be looking. And I know that because when I was at Oldham, I remember sometimes I'd be on the coach on the way home and play a terrible game and I'd be off the phone and I was reading them. And I'm like, what are you going to look for there? Like, we're playing bad. There's nothing going to be positive for you to read on it. And I'll sit there and sit at the back of the bus laughing and just looking at stuff. And I just think, like, it, you, you, you don't find it funny what, what they're writing about you. Yeah, that's just the insecurity that like it's 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 not nice I'd hate it I, I know for a fact no one wants to hear anything bad about them but like I said to you before I think everyone's got to realise that everyone's a fan who, who's, who's tweeting the stuff and whether you agree or not that's just their opinion you don't have to don't have to take it in but I don't really know of any of them have to listen to me you know maybe some of the local lads do and stuff I don't I don't know but you know like I said to you just then I think you just got to realise that people are allowed to voice their opinions. Yeah, That's it, Bez. You're safe. You're allowed to step in Bale Park still. That's it. <laughs> Nothing to do with you, that Ben. A different player, that is. That I may have not taken a liking to. Who is it? Um, I won't say his name, but a right winger sign from Wigan. <laughs> no, I've... I think I, I think you I think you will take for life too, me. I, do, I really do. Like I, he's another lad who works quite hard, to be honest to him. And I think he's just been a bit unlucky in terms of last season playing because he played about five different positions, <laughs> and it, it is it is tough. Uh, I've been there where I've been playing like maybe the start of the season when I was playing like the eight and then going into a striker and then back into the ten and stuff and. It ends a bit everywhere. Gas plays off front and stuff, and he's never really played them positions before. He's always been a winger, and unless I said, I'm not ready to change your opinion, and hopefully he'll change that for you. But I think, you know, maybe you'll see a different side to him this season, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. Because to be fair to him, Ipswich away, he was unbelievable. And then Bristol Rovers at home, unbelievable. 100% Everton. Any fan, especially Vale, it's a working class area similar to Liverpool. And all Vale fans want is someone that gives the hole for the shirt. Whether you win or lose like Ipswich, the player's got a standing ovation off against Ipswich, even though we lost. Because everyone gave everything for the shirt. And that's all Vale fans want. And I suppose at times Vale fans question that with Massey. Yeah, I think, I think it's 
Yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. Like, I think that I think that goes without, without saying that. I think everyone should be 100% on the pitch. And, you know, if you have to crawl off the pitch, that's how you should be. Like, you know, we talk about the Ipswich away. We all went the, the injured lads and I think the suspended lads and stuff. So we were there watching and, you know, we had the, the best team best team I've seen in, in the league. But in my opinion, Ipswich, I think they're, they're unbelievable. And, the way, especially in the plenty that day. If someone told me the day of it or the day before, whenever he got told, I don't know that I was playing in the future, I'd just shit my pants. Yeah. At his age, do you know what I mean? Starting as a centre mid, because I actually still to this day don't know what position he is. He's like the middle and he can play anywhere. So the fact that he's just played centre mid and the way he played was, was unbelievable, honestly. I think everyone said after the game, like, I think it was Patty who mentioned it in the changes after the game, like just the appreciation really for quality, because the the way the way he managed himself and the way he handled himself in that game was unbelievable. Just yeah. such a young lad, and the, the atmosphere it was it was class, man. The atmosphere, and like you said, there the clapping and laughing that I think goes a long way with the fans, but uh, the players. But you know, we we've got to aim that clap, haven't we? By Working hard and you know, giving it our all, which, like I just said before, I don't think I think that's a given. I don't think any any player should work hard when playing. Yeah, definitely. And we're looking forward to next season now, aren't we, Johnny? Let's see who comes in through the door. And what are your targets for next season, Ben? Obviously, it's hard to say from a veil perspective because you don't know who's playing with you, etc. yet. But what are your personal targets for next season? I think that the, the, obviously, it's different now. Particularly me and Jay, I'm just like, I want to... I think at the start of every season, Smudge says it himself, I think that the, you want to play every minute of every single game. Every league game, any anyway, um, and hopefully we get a bit of success in terms of us as a team and see what happens. But me personally, my my goal is to play every minute of every single game. That that's 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 my aim. Do you know what I think? Smudge says that himself. Whether that that happens or not, but with me injury, you know, it is. You know, I probably if I didn't get injured, I wouldn't have said that because. I don't know, really, I probably would have said, hopefully get a few goals that can chip in for wins and this and that, but play every minute of every game is my personal goal. And another trip to Wembley in the playoff final? That'll be, that'll be plus. Hopefully get, you know, Derby or something in the final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did well against this. Even the home game against Derby, I thought for 70 minutes we were fantastic and we were winning. And then they brought the four lads on up front, didn't they? And they're just quality players, championship players. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. That, that's what I'm saying. In, in this league, you've just got teams who've got players like that they can bring off the bench and just literally change the game like that, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? That's just, that just the, the level of teams in, in this league. But... Do you feel like three, three quite big teams have gone up the league? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Stockport not coming up. I think they'd have had a big budget next season. I don't think Carlisle will have a budget as strong as them. I don't think Northampton will have a massive budget. Stevenage won't. Who else come up? Who won the league? Who won? Uh, Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient, yeah. I can't see them having a massive budget. No, so, no. The, 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 four. Four teams that'll probably be having a goal themselves, won't they? Be interested to see how they do as well. Yeah. We just make sure we, we concentrate on ourselves and have a good goal ourselves. 
That's it. From a fan's perspective, it doesn't look as a competitive league as it did this season. And I think, Johnny, from a fan's perspective, we take comfortable mid-table where we're not worrying towards the end of the season this year, wouldn't we, without knowing who's coming in? Yeah, I, 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 said, the other, I said the other week when we spoke on the, the review of the season, I'd be happy if come the end of March, that's it, our season's done, and it's a, a month of boarding some young lads and taking a bit of pressure off. So Yeah, yeah, like, like you just said, they, on paper, you look at the league, and you think, probably not as strong as it was last year, but I think you, you know yourself, well, just when we were playing in League 2, like the, the team, so teams, you don't think that, like, if anyone said to me, Carlisle, we're going to, Get promoted at the start of the season. I would have been like, nah, not not the Carlisle we played against last year, but you know, fair fair play to them. They've been brilliant and they've, they've gone up big stockpiles, haven't they? So, be interesting. I'm looking for. I'm really looking forward to this season, to be honest. Yeah, and also nice seeing nice pitch at Vale Park next season. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully like a carpet, hopefully. <laughs> Great. So that that's us done. So cheers for that, Ben. Thanks for spending your um, Wednesday evening with us. Thank you very much. The second Garrity on the podcast. And hopefully it's better than his running. You'd be telling me it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, thank you very much. Best of luck for next season. We'll be there rooting for you. If we sponsor a player, we won't be sponsoring you purely because every player we sponsor gets cursed. So we won't be sponsoring <laughs> you. We started yeah. last season with Brad Walker. Oh. And then second half season was Dan Butterworth, who didn't quite get going second half like he did first half. So we won't be sponsoring you. Don't take it personally. It's actually a good thing we're not sponsoring you. The case, all right. You'll have to ask around the dressing room who's got the Ale and Vale sponsor. (laughs) That's your season done then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But no, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck next season. And Johnny, what have we got lined up next? Um, I don't actually know dates yet. We've got Leon Constantine coming in June. Um, Dan Jones coming in a couple of weeks. Um, and then we're just working on one other. So we've still got to get that over the line. So yeah, one, uh, yeah. one X in the, in the third, of, third of the current pros. Yeah, brilliant. Sounds good to me. Johnny, wrap us up. So, yeah, so again, cheers, Ben. Loving the next two years with us. Um, hopefully, the ride's as enjoyable as the first two. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a, um, a good season this season. But, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for having me on. It, it was good. And hopefully, see you down at Fail Park all night. So, yeah, um, see you next season. Definitely will. Cheers, Ben. See you next cheers, season. Ben. We do it. And there we go. There we go. Ben's left. That's the Ben Garrity one. Yeah. The best on earth. Indeed. No, another really enjoyable one. And and loving the honesty that's coming at the moment from from the players. Um, I think we've got some real good feedback on the Connor Hall one recently, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think we'll get some similar ones on Ben. So, yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, Baz, like you say, um, we'll we'll have had the shirt. Review, what do you think of it? Oh, I think it's fantastic. I've all, I have saw it about two weeks ago. No, I didn't. I haven't seen a bloody thing. So, yeah, don't know. But for those of you, oh, you'll have done, we will have done the shit by the time that you listen to this. So, this is but, where, 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the weekend after, get yourselves down to Johnny's Bar and Boozum. He's now got his outdoor cafe licence, so if the weather's good, he'll have tables and chairs outside to go have a pint outside in the sun and Boozum with your new shirt on, show it off round Boozum. Get yourselves over to avtiming.com and sign up for the 5K run, which Johnny has said on here he'll be doing before this is released. So when it's released, tweet him and say, Johnny, have you signed up for the run yet? Or if you see me on Saturday, because I'm planning on going going over early doors Saturday morning, pick up the shirt, sign, sign a little one up for the, I think, Baby Boomer. I think well, it's won't, People won't have heard this till Monday. Yeah, well, this is, well, yeah, well, yeah, good point. <laughs> Still, if, if, if you own a TARDIS, go back in time and give me a nudge. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you can listen to this before, AV Timing has got a stall there on Saturday, so get yourselves down. Maybe we'll release it Friday, Johnny, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I think I'll release it Friday now. Release it Friday, yeah. So if you get yourselves down Saturday morning, avtiming.com will be there, and you can sign up to the race on the shirt launch day. So get yourselves over to him. And as we're releasing it Friday, now get yourselves down Burslem and sit outside Johnny's on his tables and chairs and have a pint in your new bale shirts. Yeah, that's it. Bez, what time are you planning on going down? Probably about 10-ish, I think. Sounds good. I'll aim, I'll aim for the same then. Yeah, go for 10-ish because I plan on going Hanley Park Run at 9, Saturday do Park Run first. All right, okay, yeah. I'll aim for the same then. We'll do that. Enjoy the stalls there. Get yourselves down. We'll have had the Thursday night fans forum as well by then. So we'll have a talk about that next pod. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll probably do a do a quick one Sunday maybe on the on the fans forum if it if if something comes from it we'll we'll see. Yeah, we could perhaps do yeah. one Sunday on that in the shirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see what comes from from it and and whatnot. But yeah, we'll we'll obviously um let you know when we're doing Dan Jones one. Um and yeah, we'll we'll keep in we'll keep in touch because I think we're. After the, the Dan Jones one, we're looking at having probably a month-ish off. Yeah, bit of time off. If you need a lift down to the Vale shirt launch on Saturday, give Andy's taxis a call. He'll tell you, walk your lazy bastard, but at least you've given him a call. Yeah, exactly. And then if you do need a carpet, then ring carpet, junior carpet hero in the next couple of days because he works Monday to Friday. Um, I think starts Monday about two o'clock in the afternoon and finishes Friday about 10 o'clock in the morning. So any time in between, between then, give yeah, him a quick bow. Fits about 10 hours work in between then. Yeah, about that, doesn't he? Yeah, it, give him a bow. One carpet a week, isn't it? Yeah. And Johnny, how are your sunglasses? Do they need fixing? Um, I don't know where they are. <laughs> so they could need fixing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, our, our new sponsor sells them as well as fixes them. Might do, might do. Although I think he fixes him, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is the um, the string off that he needs to go into. Yeah, could do, could do. But yeah, uh, I haven't watched any films lately. This I can't do a film review. The last one I watched at cinema was still Big George Foreman, which is oh, wow. a great film. Enjoy. Uh, but I did watch Missing at home the other day. Enjoyed that. I think it's still on at some cinemas. It's called Missing. Really good, really modern film. Fair one. That's so, done. That is awesome. And that, that's us done for another week. Um, as I say, I will will let, let people know um before we're doing Dan Jones pod. Um but yeah, the main thing we've got to say is enjoy yourselves, have a good summer. If a signing drops in between now and the, 
the Jones slash Leon pod, depending on which comes first. We will be back. Um, but until then, get yourselves down, Johnny's, and, and the outdoor. Enjoy the sunshine when it comes back. And have an ale and up the veil. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. Here's a fun fact. Every day, millions of people around the world use Photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff. Designs for T-shirts and posters. Graphics to promote brands and businesses. Images for social and websites. Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.